Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to St. Luke African Methodist Episcopal Church, uh, where we're under the leadership of Pastor Jasmine and Amos St. John. We welcome you to St. Luke. We welcome you to praise with us. We welcome you to sing with us. I'm so excited about this word this morning. I just woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. How many of you woke up this morning with your mind stayed on Jesus? I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me for his mercy endureth forever. Let us get ready to go into our morning message this morning. I've been in prayer all week talking to God about what he wants me to talk to you about. So I'm excited about this word and ready to go forth. How about you? Now, with that being said, let us get ready to go into prayer. Go before the throne room of God and let's have a moment of prayer. Father, we come this morning and we thank you. And we ask you, O oh God, that this word go through with clarity and understanding. Father, I ask you to remove me out of the way. Remove the jitters, God. Calm my spirit. And God, I ask you to stand up in me as I bring your word to your people today. Bless our homes and bless my pastor and his family and bless the bishop as they go through this terrible and hard time. God, we ask it all in the name of Jesus. And we say, Amen. My brothers and sisters, as we come this morning to gather in the V Church, that's what I like to call it, the V Church, the virtual church. Uh, we're going to come this morning and we're going to try and get through this message as, as much as we can and with the help of the Lord. And so we're going to come out of the scripture of Matthew 16. Verses 13 through 15 for this passage. We have several other verses and different books that we could use for this. So let's go to this passage of scripture and we'll get into our message. But first, I want to say thank you to my pastors for allowing me this opportunity to come before you and bring this word on today. Matthew 16, 13 through 16. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Let us go ahead and go into our message. My sisters and brothers, my name is Mia. I'm a mother, a wife, a sister, an aunt. Sometimes I go by Miss Mia. Sometimes I'm called Honey Bun by my husband. And sometimes I'm called Sweetie or AKA 
Sean. That's my name at home. Those are some of my names and titles, my identity, and they vary depending on the situation and need at the time. Names are important and who gets to name you is even more important. When we look into this book and I'm looking into the book of Matthew and the Gospel of John. Uh, we're going to find out that Jesus had called a council. He has a comrade council and, a and he met in a special place. He has called those who was nearest and dearest to him so that he might have a word with them. Let's understand that this comrade council was not for everybody. Most of us know somebody that have to be in on everything, every conversation, every meeting. Well, when you have a barbecue, they think they have to come to the barbecue. When you have something at your house other than a barbecue, they think they're supposed to be in on that. When you have a lunch plan, some people think that they're supposed to be a part of that. But they think they're mostly supposed to be included in your space. You must understand that sometimes the their counsel that, that there's counsel that's closed only to you. This was a closed council meeting. It was only for the disciples. And one of those was a devil. Even among those we trust, there is always a devil present. There was a devil in the midst, but yet he was allowed to participate in this meeting at a place called Caesarea Philippi. It was at this place he met with the disciples. Normally they were in the hustle and bustle of the people. But this time. He needed to have their undivided attention. And so they were uh, uh, not out among the people or where Jesus was being at the time where he was healing the sick, raising the dead and restoring the, the sight to the blind. There are moments when Jesus needs our undivided attention, which, by the way, causes me to ask the question to you today. When was the last time that you were alone with Jesus? The Comrades Council was in session at this place chosen by Jesus, Caesarea Philippi. As they sat in the council and looked around, he knew their hearts. He knew the reason they were there. And it was not going to be a celebration of anything. The reason was so that they could build a foundation. One of the concerns I found in the church is that so many folk don't have a foundation. Lord have mercy. They clap their hands, they praise, they sing and they shout, but they really don't have a relationship with Jesus. We come to church every Sunday. They come on Wednesday nights for Bible study, attend all of the meetings and sing in the choir. But yet we don't have a foundation with the Lord. Come on, somebody. Y'all ought to clap and send me some. When we look at this council meeting, we will come to see that the reason they were they were there was so that Jesus could lay a strong foundation. And if you come to church, if you come to church, you should come to church to get a strong foundation. So to lay that foundation, he had to become a catalyst. He had to be catechized. So what is catechized, Sister Mia? Let me tell you. Catechism is a manual or religious manual instructions usually arranged in the form of questions and answers to instruct the young to win converts to Christ and to testify to their faith. 
to question or to interrogate someone, to question with reference or your belief, to question or examine closely. In catechizing, we understand questions are asked so that one can be absolutely sure that people have an understanding. The Bible tells us in all your ways, get an understanding. When you know who you are and the value you have, you don't want any and everybody in your space. Lord have mercy. When you know the value of who you are, you don't want any and everybody in your space. Can I bring it a little closer? When I used to travel with Reverend Dr. Ella McDonald, she used to have only a certain amount of comrades in the car with her. She couldn't take any and everybody. Can I bring it closer again? When the bishop travels, she can't take any and everybody in her space. Everybody can't ride in the car with you. Everybody can't come to your house and, and sit and have a good time. Everybody can't come with you all the time and just be all up in your business. Somebody held to say amen. Jesus had to be sure that they understood something significant. Their faith would hinge on the question that he would ask, who do you say that I am? Preachers know about this being catechized when they have to be when they have to receive their license. Every preacher out there ought to say amen. They sit in front of the board. They sit in front of some select pastors or a group of other preachers and they start to sweat. They start to drink a little water. They start to wiggle the chair a little bit. They stutter their words and they scratch their head, especially those who are a little bald here. They kind of rub their head a little bit and they get a little nervous because they're being catechized, asked a couple of questions to be sure. They ask all of the questions and they soon to be called preachers are sitting there wishing that this process was over. Lord have mercy. I remember the process of going through having to go before your pastor and say that the Lord has called me to preach. So the process you sitting there and you wonder when is it going to be over? Can I go a little further to all my sister preachers? We are unable, we on a whole nother level. We sit there, we cry, we black, we female, and we live in America. So we cry about it. We say, oh Lord, I don't know why they chose me, but the Lord chose us for a reason. But they have to be catechized so that the people of God is grounded in, in the word and so that the people can be be built up. When we look at this moment, we look at the one question that was asked. He said, whom do men say that I am? We understand. And that may be many people in influenced by others. We shouldn't be influenced by what other people say who God is. We would need to know God for ourselves. Why would you allow yourself to listen to the wrong influence? Why listen to someone who's always talking about somebody? Lord have mercy. You shouldn't be influenced by those who always got something negative to say. As you continue to go to church, you will find all kinds of Christians. Lord have mercy. Christians who sing. Uh, uh, who seen this little light of mine? I'm gonna let it shine, but they're not. But they're not shining the right kind of light. Lord have mercy. So don't be influenced by the wrong influence. You're trying to do what's right. 
and they're the ones doing all the wrong. Some people in the church shining like little nightlights got just enough light to say that they saved. Lord have mercy. They come on Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and the bonus is their birthday. Don't allow yourself to be influenced the wrong way. Jesus raised the question, trying to understand what influence does people have on them? The question is, again, who do you say that I am? The response was some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist. And some say one of the other prophets. When Jesus heard those words, they were describing authority and not giving him his just due. Lord, have mercy. But when Jesus kept talking to them, there was a brother who stood up by the name of Peter. Peter was a bold brother and he said, thou art the Christ. As you can see, you can have a divine revelation. Yes, you can straight from God. Jesus said, you didn't get this from any man. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. And what some people simply need is a revelation from God. We look to many. We look at too many reality TV shows influenced by them. And we look at too many things that are not godly. And that's why us sisters will continue to be to, to be each other's bad influence. So you are not allowing the power of God to speak into your spirit. I wish you wouldn't uh, uh, call, cause a problem there, but you have to be able to not speak bad influence into someone else. We have seen professional politicians who led by public consensus. It seems a stand is not taken on any issue until a poll is taken to see the consensus of the people. And then that is on particular subjects. Then action is taken in accordance with public consensus. Those who lead by public consensus lead people to where they want to go, but they won't go. Those who lead by personal convictions lead people where they need to go. This is what Jesus was seeking to do when he took the disciples away from the Galilean crowd. So the next generation that we have coming up of evangelicals must be prepared to answer the question of our time. Who do you say that I am? We need a word from the Lord so we can get to the conclusion of the matter. When Peter spoke, Jesus responded. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. When you make yourself available to God, he will send a word right to you. You have to put up a do not disturb sign. Go into your prayer closet. Tell your friends that you can't go out tonight because I got business with Jesus. I got somebody that I can talk to who listens to me, who helps me through any situation. As often as you can, you need to get along with God. As crazy as this world is, we sometimes need to be alone with God. Let him remind you that he's able to do anything you need. Let him remind you that he is sovereign and that he's got everything under control. Lord, have mercy. I just spoke to myself. He said flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. You are my father who's in heaven. But you have to ask the question, who do you 
say that I am. The truth hinged on their response because they were the ones who were going to carry the gospel. Lord have mercy. Your response depends on how and where you carry the gospel. After they took Jesus to Calvary and hung him on the cross and he said it was finished father into my hand I commend my spirit. The gospel still had to carry on. Lord have mercy. You need to get it settled in your spirit as to who Jesus is for yourself. I'm getting ready to bring this thing to a close. I didn't have much this morning, but I got a group of seniors uh, who can tell you who Jesus is. They found out a long time ago that the road may get rough. The hills are sometimes hard to climb, that they are going to stick with Jesus. Will you stick with Jesus no matter what? There is no doubt in my mind. I have decided to make Jesus my choice. Got children sometimes that don't never come by to see you. Some some of our seniors got people that don't come by to see about them, but they have decided I will make Jesus my choice. Who do you say that I am? It's personal now. God is dependable and, 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 and he is. I am that I am. He he is a deliverer. Uh, he's your source and he's your resource. He is your provision. Who do you say that I am? He is the true and the living God. He's powerful. God uses his power his position and his authority to benefit the church. Lord have mercy. I just said something. He uses his power. He uses his position and his authority to benefit the church for the church to grow. If he didn't use that power, y'all, we wouldn't grow like we need to grow. So God has to use something to get us to push us to the next level, get us to where we need to be. A few weeks ago, we witnessed Jeff Bezos in the rocket launch into space. An unbelievable amount of energy was needed, so much that the launch rocket and the fuel tanks are more than twice as big as the shuttle itself. Now, try to imagine the power needed to make a body rise into heaven. There is no engine. There's no rocket. There's no fuel tanks, no ignition. No shaking of the ground, no blast shields. But Jesus, he ascended without any of this. Jesus is simply raised into heaven through the incomparable great power and mighty strength of God. Who do you say that I am? When you allow him to come in, he will walk with you. He will talk with you. Jesus is a keeper of my soul. Jesus is the lifter of my head. You can go if you want to, but I'm going to stick with Jesus. How about you? The seniors would tell you that the best thing that ever happened to them was falling in love with Jesus. He is the Christ. Who do men say that I am? He is the son of the living God. I'm so glad that he came to earth to show me the way. I'm so glad and I don't care what nobody else say or have to say. I found out that Jesus is a burden bearer. He is a heavy load sharer. He is a heart fixer. He's a mind regulator. He is a forgiver. Who do 
do you say that I am? Since I found out that he is the Christ, you can't make me doubt him because I know too much about him. When I was down, he picked me up. He healed my body. I know that when I was lonely, he took me by the hand and he walked with me and he talked with me. You came to know him for yourself. I came to know him for myself. Mama or daddy can't can't take you to heaven. Big mama can't tell you. You got to know Jesus for yourself. And when you know Jesus for yourself, you can say my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I don't know about you today, but he is my all and all. When I don't know what else to do, he is my all and all. When I feel like I'm all alone, he's my all and all. When I'm misunderstood, he's my all and my all. When I steal away in the midnight, he's my all and my all. When I need somebody to talk to, he's my all and all. Pump. When you when he faced what he was facing, he is my all and my all. Why? Because Jesus paid it all and all to him. I owe the old mothers in the church used to would say it like this. I wonder who will help me lift Jesus, help me lift him higher and higher. Will you help me lift Jesus today when the storms of life? is raging. Who do you say that I am? Jesus, the Christ, the one true living God. He is the one who created the sun, the moon and the stars. He is the one who created you and I. He is the one who created the sea, the birds in the air. Who do you say that I am? Jesus, the Christ. That's who he is today. You ought to give your life to him. Let him know how much you love him. Talk to him as he talks to you and then get that relationship with the one and true God. Who do men say that I am? Your name makes a difference. Be blessed. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland, or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.